You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I am the coordinator for Religious Vocations Ministries in the Archdiocese of Chicago through the Office for Religious. And uh, today I have a co-host, and that would be Father Adam, who uh, has been a guest several times. And our guest is the um, Society of Divine Word uh, vocation director and or d- director of vocation ministries, Mr. Len Uhall. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lavina. And uh, uh, Father Adam, uh, one of the shows that we've had, uh, well, people who have listened to us and watched us, uh, we have done a duet during Christmas time uh, in Tagalog, and uh, he is proficient in Tagalog um, in better in grammar than I am. Uh, and also, uh, Father Adam has been traveling in different places. Um, I know, Len, you also have been around, so we'll hear, hear more about that. In the meantime, um, the 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 common denominator for all three of us is we are also very much into vocation ministry through the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association, otherwise known as CAVA. And so I'll um, give it first to Father Adam to introduce himself once more, and then I'll let you introduce Len. Thank you so much, Sister Lovina, and I should say magandang uh, umaga, good morning, buenos dias. It's such a privilege to be back on the program on my first time as co-host, so thank you for inviting me. I have been a missionary priest of the Society of the Divine Word for over 22 years and been in religious vows for nearly 28 years. So some people look at this face and say, maybe you're not that old. Did you profess vows after your confirmation? I'll let you guess my age. But in any case, I have been privileged to serve as a missionary for a short time in Japan as well. My Japanese is not nearly as proficient as my Tagalog (laughs) and four years in the Philippines. For the last 11 years, I've had the privilege of serving on our vocation team for the Society of the Divine Word in North America, which incorporates the US, Canada, and we have a region in the Caribbean. 
And in the course of this work, my journey has intersected with that of Len Uhal, our guest today. So it is my privilege to introduce Len as a proud Chicago native from the far south side of Chicago. Len has a discernment history of his own with our Divine Word community, which I very much believe we will hear about today. He has a background as a licensed drug and substance abuse counselor. He was once the alumni director for our Divine Word community, trying to collect and keep together all those who had studied at our various Divine Word institutions. And since 2003, he has been the national vocation director for our Divine Word SVD community. And that is uh, wherein our paths have intersected primarily. Uh, so we have worked together on the vocation team since 2011. Len is the proud husband of Sue, father of three, now grandfather of three. And so I'll let you guess Len's age if you wish. We can have a contest later on. And Len is extensively involved in vocations, not only for the SVD community, but you know that Len also serves uh, with me on the board of directors of the National Religious Vocation Conference. He's very active in the Sarah Club, which is a lay association promoting vocations in our local uh, Archdiocese of Dubuque chapter. And he's also very involved in the Dubuque Area Vocation Association and also in Kaba, uh, our Chicago group. So uh, lots of ways in which Len brings uh, richness to this conversation. So welcome, Len, and so glad to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Father Adam, for the introduction, quite an extensive one. Sister Lavina, thank you for the invitation to be with you here Thanks on the here. radio program. Uh, happy to chat with you both today. Go ahead, Adam. So um, we can go ahead with the first question. Um, I have mm -hmm. titled um, this show as the perspective of a lay person. Um, I was going to say non-vowed in terms of con the consecrated life, but then you are vowed in your marriage. Yes. So <laughs> as a, a lay person director and very much involved as uh, Father Adam has said. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your perspective and um, and how, how did you get into vocation ministry in the first place and, and all those juicy stuff for background? Sure. Well, I know we have a short program, so I'll have to keep everything pretty concise. Okay. But uh, uh, I think it goes back to the time, actually, I was in formation for the Divine Word Missionary. So I spent eight years of uh, religious formation. That was back in the day when we had high school seminaries. So I spent four years in a high school seminary, followed by four years of a college seminary uh, with the Divine Word Missionaries. Uh, the first four years were in Wisconsin. The other four years were uh, here in Epworth, Iowa, where I'm chiming into today on this Zoom program from uh, our Divine Word College Seminary. And so um, from that experience, uh, you know, again, long story short, right, I left formation, I uh, would have been about uh, 1987, and uh, ended up getting married in 1990. But I always stayed very close to the Divine Word missionaries. They're, they are my family. I, sometimes I used to say second family, but we're all just part of one big family. And um, when my wife and I got married, a Divine Word missionary priest presided at our wedding. Uh, two of our three children were baptized by Divine Word missionaries. 
Uh, during the time uh, I was uh, actively involved as a substance abuse counselor, I was volunteering here at the seminary in what we call our Friends Across Nations program, kind of like an adopt-a-student or adopt-a-seminarian program. So we were heavily involved in things, and uh, uh, it was like uh, 1999 when the congregation asked me to come and work for them, as Father Adam said initially as the alumni director. Um, and I was uh, actually preparing for a an alumni gathering at our place in Techni, Illinois, on the north side of Chicago, uh, when the provincial sat me down and said, I need a favor. And I said, sure, Father Tom, what do you need? I'm happy to help you out. And he said, um, can you take over our vocation office and become the national vocation director for the Divine Word Missionaries? And I said, um, What'd you say? <laughs> and, uh, and it was kind of uh, uh, from there, it just has blossomed. That was 2003. And so for almost 20 years now, I've been serving as the National Vocation Director for the Divine Word Missionaries. So what that really means is I lead a team. It's not something we do alone here with the Divine Word Missionaries. The SVDs work together as a team. We have always had four, five, and sometimes even six of us working together uh, to promote vocations and then to help young men discern a call in their life. So as Father Adam said, our what I call our catchment area or our three provinces cover all of the United States, Canada, and the Caribbean. So we have quite a, a big territory for five of us to cover but we divide and conquer and try to work with the young men that come to us asking for assistance and learning about uh, religious life and specifically about a missionary calling and even more specifically with the divine word missionaries. Um, I would venture to say about 70% of my time now is really administrative. I handle a lot of the, the budgeting, the advertising. I'm in, kind of a, I'm in charge of Divine Word College of the whole admissions process. So I spend about 70% in administration, uh, but that's really the 30% is what I really like to do. And that's getting out, promoting vocations to religious life. It's getting into high schools and giving presentations, uh, being on panels, attending vocation fairs, going to lots of promotion events. And then uh, as I tell our vocation team, I said, it's through those promotion events that we meet young men and women too, for that matter, uh, that are interested in religious life, that are discerning and questioning, where is God calling them? And then we step in and are able to journey with them, discern with them, um, and, and be a, a spiritual companion as we walk with them on that journey of trying to figure out where is God calling me? And, uh, so actually, it's that 30% that I really enjoy, and that's a blessing uh, to be able to do that with uh, uh, the young men and women that present themselves. And I, sh I should say, you know, we're mostly working with the men interested in missionary priesthood and brotherhood, but we do run across young women from time to time that uh, talk to us and share their life journey with us, and we often refer them then to um, uh, women's vocation directors for women's religious communities, both uh, Holy Spirit missionary sisters that we work closely with and other religious institutes that may be um, better suited for them and a, a better fit for them. So uh, that's a little bit about how I've gotten into the ministry and uh, you know a little bit about what I do. 
And thank you so much for sharing the richness of your journey. Uh, Of course, working with you so closely, I've heard a couple of those stories, but with some new details today. And those pictures that were flashing across the screen, I recognize some of those events we may have been together at. I'm venturing to guess that when you started this work nearly 20 years ago, that it was somewhat novel at the time, perhaps, to be a married layman getting into full-time vocation ministry. I know that trend is changing and that you're not alone in that today. Could you speak a little bit more about what that unique perspective is that you think you bring as a layperson in inviting and accompanying people uh, to discern religious life? Yeah, sure. Um, I think back in 2003, I don't have the exact numbers right in front of me, but I wanna say that there were maybe 15 lay vocation directors that were members of NRVC, the National Religious Vocation Conference, and today, I think we're nearly 50 members. So you're right, wow. it has grown. Um, uh, again, those are not exact numbers, but I, it, it, it's almost tripled in the last 20 years of the number of lay people that have partnered with and been hired by religious institutes, both men and women, and even some dioceses have lay people doing promotion for them now in the area of vocations. Um, so the numbers have definitely grown and, and uh, uh, more of us are doing that. I, I think it's a pretty unique position. I think sometimes, um, well, I think as lay folks, we're directly involved involved in the whole idea of religious vocations. It's my belief that religious vocations are really formed in families. You know, moms and dads that are raising uh, children, boys and girls, kind of pass on the faith. Um, that's surely not for everybody. There are a few, you know, people that don't come from religious families that eventually become uh, priests, brothers, sisters, deacons, and take on leadership roles in our, our church. But I think by and large, the faith is implanted in young people at an early age by moms and dads, by lay people, you know? And I think we've always had this uh, notion that uh, dioceses and religious institutes need to replenish their own rates. Uh, priests and brothers and sisters need to go out there and, and recruit for themselves and replace themselves. And um, it, it, my perspective is a little different that I think the lay folks in the pews have a responsibility to call forth leaders from the parishes, from the young folks that have that inclination, that idea to serve, to be a leader in the church. We need to call and invite them to consider religious life as a possibility for them. Um, uh, you may have heard this story before, Father Adam, of a classmate of mine. And he'll, he'll remain nameless, but, you know, when we were 14 years old, we went to a seminary formation program. So already at 11, 12, 13, we were thinking about religious life. And at 14, we actually entered a formation program. And I've gone to my classmate today and said, so how often have you talked to your children about the possibility of becoming a a priest, brother, or sister? And he said, and this was a few years ago, you know, they're married now. But back then he said, um, he said to me, well, I haven't really talked about it. I said, how can you not do that? You know, we need to invite people. So we were actually on a boat ride and I was talking to his son and daughter, mostly his daughter, about have you thought about religious life? Have you thought about being a sister someday? And and so, again, I think it's about moms and dads and lay people in the pews calling forth leaders. So uh, I think we have to move away from that notion as a church that it's just about the priests, brothers and sisters are the only ones that can call and invite into the leadership positions in the church. And, and we're seeing more and more lay people 
become lay ecclesial ministers, uh, youth ministers, DREs and parishes, vocation directors, um, wide variety of ministries in the church are now being held by lay people. And so we need to break out of that shell when it comes to inviting people to consider religious life. That is so so um, true. Oh my gosh. I can, I can definitely recognize why you were chosen almost uh, (laughs) 10 years ago, Len, you have that fire in your spirit. So um, I hope to continue this on on, um, after our break about a couple minutes, we'll take a a breather and then we'll come back folks more from Len and father Adam. I am ready to Here I am, I come to follow you. I've traveled long and far to follow you. A stranger and a pilgrim in this world. Sometimes I Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really, you are changing lives. You are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org schooljobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. And you guide me faithfully to find a home in you. Hear you call my name 
And we are back to Dare to Love with uh, Mr. Len Hall, who is the National Vocation Director for the Society of Divine Word, and my co-host, Father Adam McDonald, who is in Len's team for the SVDs, and a uh, long time, uh, several uh, uh guest opportunities, and now being co-host. If Father Adam lived in the Chicago area, uh, he would probably take over the show. And you actually can, Father Adam. You're so good at this. You're quite a natural. So this is great. Oh, you are, you seem to be muted for some reason. Oh, there you go. Okay, are we good? Yeah. Hey, during the break, you know, I got to thinking um, about co-hosting the show for sure, what an honor it is, but also thinking about this unique perspective that Len was mentioning that, you know, you're a father of three, you're a grandfather of three. So like you work with young people all the time because you're like, you live with them, right? You're you're a family man. And so going back to what you said earlier, 70% of your time right now is spent on administrative duties, but 30% then is dedicated to things like invitation and accompaniment. And I know in fact that you do accompany young men from that first inquiry I want to know more about religious life too. I think I want to enter. And so could you share with us what that's like to accompany young men and maybe what some of the joys and challenges have been in that? Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, probably the greatest joy of this ministry is being able to accompany and walk one-on-one with an individual who is just asking that question, what does God want from me? And, and to be able to be a resource or listening ear or point in a direction or maybe ask a question or two that they begin to think about it. Um, that's been kind of the, the best joy of, of, of the position or of this ministry. Um, yeah, so like you said, Father Adam, from the phone call to the office, I'm interested to working with them on, on the phone and email and texting back and forth to eventually hopefully going to visit them and meet with them face-to-face, journey with them and it's, it's been fascinating to do that and hosting come and see visits where we invite people to visit our ministries. Um, you know, we got our college seminary here in Epworth, Iowa. We bring people here, but, but I've also had opportunities to take them on mission trips to, to Jamaica, as you know, and you've been there as well and, and, and take some young people with us on mission opportunities uh, to visit some of our other locations, our parishes uh, here in the United States, our um, Southern Province headquarters in Bay St. Louis. So just having those opportunities to interact with young people that are actively discerning. And then when they say, yes, this seems like a good fit for me. And, 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 and we have that same feeling too, that it's a good fit. This is a great young man that maybe enter formation for our community. And then the walk them through that admission process. And then to be here at the college seminary when they come their first day and welcome them to the campus and help them move into the to the dormitories, for example, those are all um, many of the joys that we get to experience as, as part of being a vocation minister and helping a person discern. Um, you also asked about some of the challenges of the ministry. Um, you know, I don't think they're huge ones. Uh, you know, there's little things like, and I think every vocation director experiences, you know, where somebody will reach out to you and, and then you try to call that person back or email them back or call them back and you just never hear from them again, you know, and I scratch my head going, hmm, they sent us their name. They must be somewhat interested. But then that frustration of calling or trying to contact somebody three or four or five or maybe even eight or 10 times and, and not hearing back. So, you know, that's kind of a, 
it, it gets um, a frustrating kind of thing, but maybe gets a little discouraging. Uh, but I, I just kind of take it in stride and say, well, some of that stuff is just all in the Holy Spirit's hands, right? We're here making ourselves available and the Spirit, we're knocking at the door when they're ready to open it, let us in. Um, they know where to find us, you know? So that's kind of my attitude on that one. But but, but that's a struggle or a challenge. Um, Len, um, I, I think another one is when we talk about promotion events, sometimes I feel like, you know, there, you've, you've been to these vocation affairs, you know, where you've got 25 or 50 or even more religious communities and uh, some of the priests and brothers are there in cassocks or collars or things like that, and the young people are milling about. And I think sometimes the young people may be drawn to, to somebody in a habit or a Roman collar or something like that, and, and they're understanding kind of like, hmm. But when they do eventually come past my table and I'm able to greet them, and we begin to talk about mission and the missionary work of the church, and and I begin to tell that story of the SVDs and the Divine Word missionaries and who we are and what we do, I think the other, you know, the initial, like, I'll go somewhere else and check some, they're engaged in the conversation. They're, they're, they're part of it and because the mission, I think what we do speaks for itself and I'm just the messenger, right? You know, so right. I might not be able to wear the collar or have a cassock or something, but uh, uh, it, it eventually, like I said, these are minor things that are somewhat of a challenge, but in the long term, never really amount to much. I, in almost 20 years of doing this, I've had one person ever contact me and, and I told them I was a lay person who they, right before they hung up the phone pretty much said you know if the order can only put hire a lay person to do this uh, I, I have no need for you and I'm like okay then because of our congregation's uh, major um, collaboration with the laity it's most likely he wasn't going to be a good fit for our co community anyway so um, that, that's some of the challenges I think of the of the of the ministry, I mean, like I say, they're not major ones for lay people. By and large, I have been well received and well accepted by men and women, women religious at all of these vocation fairs. And like you said, I've, I, I serve on the national board as a as a representative of of not just lay people, but you know, vocation directors at large. And uh, um, it's been a great collaboration and a and a great partnership. Um, Thank you so much for sharing those joys yeah, and challenges, yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. And I have witnessed the joy in your face when <laughs> this summer you had the privilege of attending the vow profession of several men that you had accompanied right. over many years. So right, there's that right. joy. Now, Len and I traveled together. You may know we went to World Youth Day together in Poland. And as we're having a great time in Poland, I'm thinking, okay, the meals I'm sharing with Len are meals he's not having with Sue and with his family. And so I'm glad to know you've been accepted by other vocation directors. What is, right. has it been like for your wife, your kids, your grandkids yeah. to share yeah. you with yeah. the church and with the Society of the Divine Word. Could you speak yeah, to that and, as well? Yeah, uh, and uh, before you answer, Len, just uh, uh, say we have, I think, a couple more minutes before Father Adam will then end with a blessing. Okay. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I couldn't do this ministry without my family and my wife's support. There's no doubt about that. I do travel quite a bit. I get out and about around this country, but, you know, I've been down to Jamaica, I think seven times and Haiti seven times. And, um, you know, so uh, uh, I've been supported by my family. Yeah, I think they miss me when I'm gone, particularly now. My wife and I are empty nesters. So my children are all moved out of the house and my oldest son's married with the three kids, as you pointed out. And so now it's not just about leaving my wife with the kids. It's about leaving my wife alone when I travel. But, you know, it, it is a blessing that she supports my ministry. And I think that's just a testament to our faith in our in our family. 
that we support what you know what the church is all about and this is part of our contribution to the worldwide church and also local church and, and the divine word missionary so uh what an abundant blessing it's been to have the family support and in 15 seconds they also get to travel with me sometimes. So that's kind of Hooray! cool. My wife's in Jamaica <laughs> with me. She, I had a, a trip to St. Martin on the island, and she went down with me. And more recently, just in March, we went to California together for the uh, uh, religious education conference. My wife came along for that trip. So it's been it's a blessing. It's all in, in the family. Ways. Thank you so much, Len. You know, I, I have warned you this goes by so quickly. So um, before Father Adam answered the blessing, I just wanted to thank you both so much again. And Father Adam, we'll plan our next one, okay? And Len, this is not going to be the last time that you're going to be here, okay? So uh, definitely you can come back and we'll uh, schedule you. I just wanted to also thank uh, Mike May um, and uh, Brian Brock, who are here with me in the studio. And so I'll give it over to Father Adam to um, give us a blessing, and um, we'll close with the prayer. Amen. I echo your words of thanks, Len. Thank you for your joy and energy. If you wish to get in touch with Len or with the Divine Word Missionaries, you can call us at 1-800-553-3321 or visit us at svdvocations.org. And so, Lord, we pray, we ask you to please bless us to use the gifts with which you gift us for the sake of your glory and the service of our brothers and sisters. We thank you for the call you give each of us, lay religious alike, to be at the service of your people. Call forth in the hearts of many more young people a desire to give their lives in service to making a difference in our world. Give them the courage and the boldness to respond with joy and fidelity to whatever path it is to which you call them. And we ask your blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Blessings, you. everyone. Give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more like you. Here